podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And if you are just joining us, you will know from the title that this show is about motherhood and about the journeys of a black mom, African-American, and that's me, I'm Kanji, and the white mom. I'm the white mom, Tara. You know what's weird? And I don't think we've talked about this in a few episodes. Sometimes when people have reached out to me on social media or they've always said like, I'm so surprised that you're the black mom by your voice, Kanji. I hear it all the time. You hear it all the time? Like, wait, I'm supposed to believe that you're the white mom? I'm like, that's right. <laughs> you know who the first person that said it was? It was your mom. My right? mom. <laughs> I'm like, you know me. You birthed me. You know I'm the black mom. <laughs> but just some context. And yeah. you know, uh, when we first started this podcast, back in the summer of 2020, one of the things that we wanted to discuss and we were sharing kind of like our motherhood journeys and not just our journeys, but the journeys of our sons Mm -hmm. as they were growing up in a very similar area, but understanding that their experiences were going to be different and also unique just because of dimensions of diversity that kind of separated them, right? Like we talked a lot the first season about how my son Roman's experiences were going to be different because he is a black child growing up in an area where at the time we were having a racial reckoning in 2020. Mm -hmm. And then your son Gage's experiences as a white young man growing up. Yeah, that's really what started this whole thing. And it led us to so many conversations over the last hundred episodes. And a few weeks ago, Tara, when we were talking with some girlfriends, when we were at dinner, we were talking about some of our favorite episodes over the last Mm -hmm. few years. And I think what I did was I turned to you and I was like, you know, I would love to hear from you what are some of the lessons that you've learned Mm -hmm. as we've been doing this? So then you got on a plane and went back home to Vegas. That's right. Because you left me and (laughs) you moved to Vegas. But wanted to say like, okay, let's get in front of the microphones and let's talk about some of the lessons from motherhood in black and white. Mm -hmm. So we hope this week, podcast family, that you listen to some of the lessons that Tara and I have learned on our journey and through this podcast and from the guests that we've had. I hope that you take away from this conversation exactly what you need to. Tara, what is one of the lessons that you have learned from the last three years and hundred plus episodes that we've been doing this show? So I'll start with an easy one. It's just as much to do with the show as with our friendship. And because just as a reminder too to our audience, you know, Kanji and I knew each other from a cycle studio. And so we knew each other. We'd had some off bike conversations But when we started this podcast, we were not just doing these shows, but also really getting to know each other in a really different way. Right. Right. So it's been quite the experience. So one of the things I'll say, and I've said this about you before, is that and from some of our episodes and our guests, too, I feel like I've really learned how to not only like stand up for myself and speak louder for myself, but to step into a bigger version of myself. Some of that's just from being a friend with you. I think I've always admired how you, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. And when people say things that don't line up, you call it out. You say like, no, that's not how I feel. And I wasn't always very comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And watching you do it, I was like, oh, that's how you do that. And and some of it started with the hard conversations we were having early on after George Floyd and was we were getting into our nonprofit with Embrace Action and watching you navigate hard conversations around race and inequality and just thinking, 
God, I mean, if I can even just do that in my own life, I'd just feel so much better, right? Yeah. And then, you know, we had really powerful guests on, like Gretchen Carlson, who stood up and said, like, this sexual harassment at work is not going to continue under my watch. And, you know, we talked to Soledad O'Brien, who stood up and said, watching Black women go missing and nobody talking about it is not okay. And, right. and, and I think, like, that's just been so powerful for me, talking to guests and having those conversations with you each week and just practicing that and really stretching that muscle for myself about how to say no when I need to say no, how to say that's not for me when it's not for me and just owning that space for myself. So I think that's been a a big lesson for me over the course of the last few years. Yeah, I love hearing that. And before I share my lesson, I wanted to just say that I have loved listening to and witnessing you having those hard conversations. Mm. In our last episode, we talked a little bit about privilege. Mm. And as a white woman, there are some privileges that you have, mm-hmm. right? And in episode or a couple of episodes, we talked about having conversations I have to have with my black son about how he navigates and moves through society and what his role and responsibilities are. I've loved hearing from you the hard conversations that you've had with your son mm. and how you are raising him to be empathetic to the experiences of others because there are certain obstacles he will not have to encounter growing up in America as a white man. Mm. But what you have done is you have had conversations with him about the experiences of others, about what it's like to be a woman in America, what it's like to be a person of color in America. And you have created and you've raised this child who, who's now a young man. Again, I, I met a man when he was a ba- he was a child, yeah. but this teenager who is empathetic and who is kind and who can see the world and how his decisions are not just going to impact him, but mm. impact others. Mm. And again, some people, when it's time to have those hard conversations or difficult conversations, they opt out Yeah, and you lean in. You've leaned in and that's something that I love about you and that it's not one of my lessons. Though. It's, not, it's not a lesson. So y'all might get six for me. But it's just it's just been it's been great to see. And I think that as parents, it's something that's hard. As mothers, it's something that's hard because we want to be comfortable. We yeah. want our kids to be comfortable and we don't grow until we get uncomfortable. Mm. We have these teenage boys that have just sprouted up in the last two years and I we started this podcast. Roman was going into sixth grade. He was, I think, four eleven, and now he's almost five nine. And you know, he has hair all all over the place. <laughs> but he would say, you know, sometimes like at night, like, oh, "Mom, it hurts. It hurts. It's so uncomfortable even to sleep." And I was like, "Baby, that's because you're growing. growing. Like you're yeah. literally growing. And when you're growing, it's gonna hurt, right? And it's gonna be uncomfortable, right? But it's necessary, yeah. And I think if all of us adopted that attitude to our personal lives, Mm-mm. and even as as parents, when it's like, okay, how can I be just one percent better when I show up for my kids? Mm-hmm. Can I get uncomfortable? Yeah. Can I do the hard things and do it because for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. Because I know that it's going to eventually make this child better. If we can show up and do that, I think that we will all be a little bit better for it. Yeah, I feel the same. I I feel like. You provided a place and this podcast provided me a place to say the thing when I need to say the thing. It's so much easier not to say the thing. Mm-hmm. But and I think you and I have this conversation because we do it for different reasons. You have to have a hard conversations because there are concerns about Roman safety and him and needing to understand. Yeah. And for me, I can easily not do that for Gage because that's probably not going to be a thing for him. But for me, 
I don't ever want Gage to find himself in a situation where he's hurt someone else or his decisions have hurt someone else. And he says, well, I didn't know. And so that's on me, you know? So I just, and I'll be honest, before really getting into this with you and really getting into the nonprofit work we did, I opted out sometimes Mm. and I just can't, it's just not, it's not something I can do anymore. Mm. So that's definitely a lesson I've learned learned here. Oh, thank you. A lesson that I have learned Mm -hmm. is that... (laughs) This is hard. (laughs) Um, Motherhood is hard and it doesn't get any easier. It's no joke. And and, and again, all of us are on a motherhood or parenting journey. For those of you that are are listening and maybe not mothers, maybe parents, or maybe just people who have popped in and and saw our cover art and like, oh, I want to hear what they have to say. Mm. What I've realized is life is hard Mm. and it doesn't matter what your identity is. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. It's going to be hard. And when we've brought guests on, I've realized that our journeys are not going to be identical. And we need to embrace one another because we're all going through difficulties Mm -hmm. in it. So when we had conversations about having picky eaters and how to navigate what it's like. Um, We've had parents of toddlers Mm. on. We've had mothers of only children on. We had mothers who are trying to bring awareness and bring better circumstances to the world, how they're able to do that and share it with their kids. What we've learned is through getting to know some of these incredible guests we've had and getting to know each other, it's it's going to be difficult. And if we wait for this opportunity, like, oh, it's going to get easier when they're, (laughs) it's going to get easier when they're potty trained. It's going to get easier when they go to to school. It's going to get easier when they go to middle school. It's going to get, it doesn't get easy. (laughs) It doesn't. It gets different. Yeah. It gets different. It gets different. It gets different. And we have to, and what I've learned is when we, we have these conversations with each other, we realize that we're not in it alone. Right. And it's messy. And Instead of feeling siloed and feeling like I'm a failure, <laughs> we can lean into each other. It's like, wow, other people feel that way too. Mm-hmm. Oh, even though you're a parenting expert and have this image and you're a parenting influencer, you also are having challenges with mm-hmm. this. And so that for me has been a real lesson that I take away with me. And so I know that we're playing the long game here. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just, you put your boots in the ground and you keep moving forward. Yeah. You and I have talked about that before, just that, you know, when they're newborns, it feels like the volume's so high because that's such a tough time. You're like, I just can't wait until they get here. I just can't wait. And then you get there and you're like, well, there's a whole new thing here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're sleeping, but good Lord, this other stuff is tough too. (laughs) Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. 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 Definitely my number one uh, lesson I'm going to take away from, from what we've discussed for the last few years. Yeah, I get that. Okay, number two for me, I will say that um, this is not really a lesson, but it's more of a definition. It's just like a light one is I did not know what and this came up in our conversation. I did not know what precipitous labor was. (laughs) So thanks to Kanji and her birth story that traumatized all of us. And if you haven't listened to it, it's called Labors of Love. Go back. I did not know what precipitous labor was, which is super fast labor with the baby's born in like 30 minutes or less. (laughs) Listen. I did not know what precipitous labor was until I experienced it. I got to learn it easier than you did. <laughs> you, you definitely did. And thank you for re-traumatizing me. No. You know what people say like, oh, you know, the birthing experience can be difficult, but uh-huh. you forget all about it when uh-huh. you're holding that 
beautiful baby in your arm. They lie. I will never, mm-hmm. you will I, never forget. I will never <laughs> forget it. And because it is so traumatizing, we're going to move right on. We're not. That's gonna, right. Not I will just say it's come up since then where I like watch a TV show and it happens or I hear somebody say it and I'm like, I know what that is. <laughs> I have heard it. <laughs> and you're welcome. You're Tara. welcome. Um, oh, what's your number two? My number two, it's about the me in motherhood. Mm. And what I have learned about parenting, about motherhood from this show, it is that you got to be a little bit selfish Mm. in the journey. And how I approached motherhood is kind of how I have approached life. And that has been in the most controlling way possible. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to control all of the controllables and uncontrollables and try to always have a plan and always stick to that plan and have an idea of what I want things to be and a strategy and trying to implement it. And what I learned most from you was to start to let that go. Mm. And something you said to me really early on, and I wrote down in my journal after you said it was, you're parenting a whole human here who's having their own experience on this planet. Mm. And it hit me so hard. I was like, wow, it is not about me. Mm. And so what I have really leaned into and tried to do is, and this totally attributed to you, it's making sure that I realize I can't affect the outcome. Mm. What I can do is I can assist in the best way possible, but not tie myself or I was so tied to the outcome of things. Like if my kid, when he was four years old, didn't score a goal in a soccer game, I would be devastated, right? right? Like personally, it would hurt my heart like if he didn't do things and his pain, I took it on myself. And what happened was I was an unhappy person. Mm. I was bringing myself down. I wasn't living my life to the fullest because I was so wedded to what I thought this person needed, making sure it happened, right? Like I was like, oh, this can only happen if I am present and I do the things that will make you be exactly what I want you Mm -hmm. to be. But a couple of years ago, when I started stepping back and like, you know what? I'm going to focus on me. (laughs) I'm just going to do the things I like to. And it was hard because we were in the pandemic and we weren't really doing a lot of the things. But what I've realized is like, okay, what are the things that spark joy in my life? And when I focused more on me and I was able to be a happier person and a happier human, and that necessarily changed the dynamics of our relationship. And I've seen him be a happier person as he's coming into his adolescence, I think, Mm. because of it. And it was something that wasn't modeled for me when I was growing up. And so it really has been like kind of like watching you and the conversations you have with Gage and talking through Mm. some of the conversations you're having with him. I was like, oh, okay. That way works too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let let me try that way because yeah. what I've been doing hasn't been working for me. Um, and so yeah, it's it's been focusing on on the me in motherhood, and I'm sure there are lots of other words that you could spell for motherhood, but <laughs> I'm not I, playing spelling bee today. Yeah, I love that one. I mean, and it's the good news and the bad news. The bad news is you have zero control, and the good news is you have zero control. Yeah. And I think you had this exact same experience I did, which is because we were raised with parents that did make us an extension of them and did sort of base our accolades and our successes on their success. Mm -hmm. I struggle with intrinsic worth and I don't want my son to have that thing. And so I had to get really intentional about it. And you and I have talked about it a lot. So I love that one. And again, it's something that I'm still struggling with. You know, he's in high school now 
and we're thinking about colleges mm-hmm. and choice selection. And I came from a place it's like you had to go to XYZ college mm-hmm. and that was going to be what defined you. Mm-hmm. And so now when I'm asking him like, hey, what college do you want to go to and how do you want to apply this knowledge? And he's listing places that he thinks are going to make him happy and place I've never heard of. <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. I was like, okay, I'm, you don't want to go to Georgetown like mommy? And he's like, no, I'm interested in going to this school. And it's like, Okay, yeah, we'll do a college visit. And I'm like, okay. And he might mess up and you got to let him mess up. Exactly. You got to let him do it. I know. I can't let him do it. I can't fill out that college application for him. You got to let him do it. That's how they learn. It's so hard. I know. I know. Don't let me be the expert. I am not. (laughs) But also curious to hear how that goes as as we go through the high school experience. For sure. I know. My next one is, it's a little bit related to my first one, but it's a little different too, which is, You know, I think that because we've had these hard conversations and because we've done some really interesting work in this podcast and in the nonprofit and in each other's lives, I feel like I have learned how to really be a good ally. This is me being a little vulnerable. Like before we started really having hard conversations that we talked about earlier, I had this thought in my head because of growing up in a diverse community and relating to like we talked about before you know I you know I like R&B music and all my friends are diverse you know just I always kind of leaned on well I'm an ally because I grew up in this community and I grew up listening to the same music and relating to these people and and having similar experiences so I'm an ally And, you know, when you and I started having these conversations and we started doing like some really deep work, I recognized that I had fallen into the category of, well, that narrative doesn't apply to me because I have this community of friends and that's not enough. Right. And so like having these conversations and and having you push back when I do lean into that or having you encourage me to think about it a different way or I think one of the biggest things that I've pulled out and stopped doing is lumping myself in, Mm, right? Like saying like, oh, well, because this, me too. Like, no, not me too. Not me too. Recognizing that regardless of what neighborhood I was in or what my friends look like, I do have a privilege they don't. And I don't get to lump myself in just because of some similarities. And so I had to do some work. I thought I'd done pretty good work, but I feel like I've done more work yeah. and I'm still trying to continue that. Don't discount the work that you've done. And, yeah. and, and thank you for that. I mean, you are a really good ally. And I love the fact that you realize that your journey is not done. Yeah. None of our journeys are done. And by we talk about, you know, like a motherhood journey, you're, it's never done. Our human journey is never done. Yeah. We all have work to do. Listening to you. Thank you for making me smile. And 2023 has been hard because I think I've seen this, the pendulum, yeah. right, of allyship and we talk about what 2023 and this attack on kind of like quote unquote wokeness and and the woke culture. (laughs) Right. I work in diversity and inclusion and belonging space. And there is such a backlash and there's such a misunderstanding about what it is that quote unquote being woke is. Mm. And all it is is realizing that a lot of times through life, we kind of go through sleepwalking yeah, because we are so focused on our own stuff mm. and it has nothing to do with race or ethnicity or gender. It just is. We go through life focused on ourselves mm-hmm. and our four walls and that's it. Mm. And kind of when you get in that habit of just being concerned with you and your quote unquote loved ones, you 
don't see how other people are moving through the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think what we do is when you are awake and your eyes are open, you adopt a different lens and you pause and you start to see like, my experience is my experience. Their experience is theirs and it's completely different. Right. And yeah, it's not incompatible. Mm. Like you can both be looking at the same thing, see things totally different and both be right. And it's counterintuitive to what we think of, like there's a right answer and a wrong answer. And there's not like life is not binary. And what this podcast has done and, and something that I hope that we have brought to conversations, it's to listen to the experiences of others and to reflect on them and then learn from them because we can listen and say like, okay, I don't know what it's like to raise a white child. I don't know what it's like to raise triplets. I don't know what it's like to raise children in certain situations. I don't know what it's like to raise a child that's celebrating Ramadan. But what I can do is I can listen to a Muslim parent, Mm -hmm. right? I can listen to them, share their experiences and then learn from that and grow rather than cutting myself off and thinking like, oh, that's not impacting or affecting me because I'm not Muslim. Right. 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 And, and that was something that I specifically I learned from that conversation. Let me learn about the world around me. Yeah. So I can better teach my son about things and invite him to know that curiosity is key. And I hope that he has a curious spirit in mind rather than just being concerned with himself and the world around him, that he's able to open his eyes and really see um, what others are experiencing and have that empathy and compassion for others. Yeah, I like the curiosity. I think that's a good description for it. I feel like just at the bottom of that, if we would just all take a moment not to assume that everybody wants the same things or needs the same things and... Assuming without judgment. A hundred percent. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. 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 My next lesson, it is that Tara's pop culture picks are trash. Oh my gosh, that's one of mine. Yes, it is. Okay. I wrote, uh, we do not agree on Zac Efron, (laughs) camping, Disneyland, and some TV. I swear to God. So... Okay, so because we have our a duplicate. Pro- right, we do have a duplicate <laughs> because our producer basically rips us for never being prepared. Mm-hmm. We have realized in this season of our life we're going to be prepared. That's right. So you have your phone. I have my list. I have my piece of paper because I'm older than you, and, and I, we did not talk. And about we it. didn't talk about it. We wrote down. We sat and we wrote down, and I literally have. Tara's pop culture <laughs> picks are trash. I wrote it a little differently, but yes, it, mine was more of like a disagreement. <laughs> so what we've realized is like we gravitated to each other because of those commonalities, yes, right? We right. both love 90s hip hop music. We both love Snoop Dogg. We both love Beyonce, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, Sync. Like we have shared love of the musical Hamilton. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that we loved and we kind of gravitated towards mm-hmm. each other. And what we've learned, it's there are certain things that we vehemently disagree on. <laughs> like true. there are things that you think are wonderful, like Zac Efron. Right, uh-huh. And I just think I like. Mm. <laughs> mm. And well, I think the lesson is like when you love people, uh-huh. you can have those disagreements and you kind of just you just learn to respect each other <laughs> because of in spite of or because of them. That's right. right. And what we also learn is don't ever let Tara recommend a tv show a movie <laughs> it's gonna be garbage that's not true you have like you have liked a couple of things okay great so, british baking show you yeah, like yeah but, and i trashed it for like the you first did. two seasons that's yeah right. you're, you're absolutely right I, come I, I did trash it yes. and then in a moment of weakness uh-huh. i probably i was like i have nothing else to do 
<laughs> let me put this show because I've gotten to the end of Netflix. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to put on this show. But here's the problem. I probably would have liked it and watched it sooner yeah. had you not recommended it. That might be, be true. Because you recommended it. I was like, oh, I'm not watching that because Tara's picks are garbage. So, so I messed up because the very first pick I ever gave you that you were like, okay, I'm going to watch it was the Zac Efron show about Iceland. And from that point on, you wouldn't do anything I recommended. I would have to like have other people recommend it. I'd have to like somebody tell Kanji it's a good because you wouldn't do mm-mm, it. Mm-mm. You had lo- I lost all faith in you, but it's been restored and, and all is right with the world. That's, That's so right. funny. Okay. Yeah. That is um, so funny. Yeah. So, I, so like, that- I knew that was going to come up. Did you? <laughs> yes. You know me too well. Right. I need to like I need to get rid of you. <laughs> I need a new co-host. Start over, reset. So, yeah, so I could be reborn. Somebody don't know me so well. Okay, but but that's it. I, you do know me very well. Uh, that okay. was my. That was one of mine too. Okay, so let's go to our last lesson um, okay. before, that you've learned um, from motherhood in black and white. Okay, I'm just gonna. This is a broad brush, but I'll mention a couple of specific lessons. But in general, I think that this experience has really made me a better parent. Mm. Like, I mean, <laughs> I could go over 15 episodes, right? Or guests that we had or or topics that we covered. You know, I really loved some of the conversations we had around positive parenting. I loved some of the conversations we had around how to foster independence in our kids. We had good conversations around, I mean, we did like financial literacy. We've talked about a lot of things that were just good logistical lessons for me in like what to do and some actionable items to actually take away and work with my kid on. And those were great. But also, and we've alluded to this a little bit, just having conversations with other moms, having conversations with you, it's been almost like a group parent therapy session. How are you handling this? You know, I think there's something to be said for creating a bigger village and getting more diverse thought and ideas around what we're doing with our kids. And I personally can think of a couple of things specifically with Gage that either in a conversation with you here or with a guest that was on that changed the way I parent that Mm. changed something that I was doing with him or changed. Like I can remember specifically when we were in COVID and we were homeschooling and we were going to kill each other. Like Gage and I were just not, it was not working. And we had uh, a friend of mine on to talk about, she actually homeschools her kids all the time. Right. Yeah. And I was like, we are killing each other. We hate it. It's awful. And I remember her saying something like, you have to draw the line between being his teacher, which you're not, and being his mom. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be separate and you can't mix them up. And I was like, oh my God, that's totally what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm not being his mom and supporting him in that way. I'm just trying to be a taskmaster and like make it all about these grades and his activities and I have thought about that a hundred times. Even now he's in school again, but like when I'm dealing with his grades and we're talking about schoolwork, I still catch myself like, you're his mom, you're not his teacher, you know, you're not the one holding his feet to the fire on this, you just need to support. And I think about it all the time. And it's just little things like that over yeah. the years that I've picked up and just made small adjustments and has changed things in our, my relationship with him. I agree a hundred percent. We've learned that how we parent, it is either based on how we were raised Mm -hmm. or the uh, desire to provide our children with a childhood that's 
very different than the one that we had. Yes. What not to do. <laughs> what not to do. I'm trying to, to be as gentle in my no, no. language uh, as possible. Sometimes it is just what, but, and we overcorrect sometimes. So, exactly. Mm. And so it's like, okay, I, growing up, it's like, I'm never going to do this to my kids, right? And so mm-hmm. we try to do that. Like you mentioned the overcorrection or it's, oh, this is how I was raised and this worked for me. So I'm going to do it with my kids, right? right? right. I love being enrolled, you know, in soccer when I was three. So I'm going to put my kid in soccer, mm-hmm. right? So those are the things that I think that we've uh, we've learned. And then, so if if not that, if not based on our experience or our exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Then how? Yes. How do you learn? And you learn through the conversations and the experiences of others. Yes. So completely agree with you that by listening not only to you, Tara, but to other moms um, that we've had on the podcast and mothers that we have shared our stories with off the air Mm -hmm. and listening to them, I think that's the way. Because it's like, well, how else do I learn how to do this? Just by watching, you know, TV and watching the TV parents that do it? (laughs) That's right. Right. And then you find out that a lot of those writers were males. Yeah. Shout out Claire Huxable, by the way. (laughs) Right. It's like, like, oh, I'm watching all these TV families Uh and the writers might have been males. I was like, how how y'all know how the mom is supposed to sound? Mm -hmm. Right. But I agree. I thank the opportunity that this platform has afforded me to not only address some parenting deficiencies that I have and also to speak about them and then to give myself an opportunity to correct them. Mm. It's also given us the opportunity to create this capsule, this time capsule for our kids. Right. You know, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and I want to say too, just a thank you to anybody that's been a guest on the show. I mean, we're not done, but I just want to, while I'm thinking about it, you know, anybody that's been a guest on our show, and we have a ton of them, all of our listeners, because I think what's been so special about this is just how open and not judgmental yeah. and free the conversations have been with zero shame. And you just don't get that very often. Yeah. It's been such a blessing. Right, right. It's been such a blessing. And again, when we started this, it was, you know, we thought like four or five people would listen. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh, there are strangers that are are listening to our stories uh-huh. and we're just two friends talking mm-hmm. and have gotten such incredible support from around the world, which yes. has been wonderful. Yeah. And it's been hard. Like, it's like, oh, I'm putting myself out there and haven't gotten the backlash that sometimes I thought I would and, yeah. and that I've gotten in other aspects of my life. Again, I'm a diversity professional. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, OK, so we try to run a nonprofit that supports inclusion and I'm anti-bias practitioner. So. Yeah, 2023 has been challenging, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, What's your last one? Yeah, the last lesson that I have learned from doing the Motherhood in Black and White podcast is that it is not black and white. Mm-hmm. In news that is shocking to no one, I can be somewhat rigid. I can. What? I know. I know. <laughs> Clutch your pearls, girl. But what I've learned is that it's not all about one way or the other. It's not about right or wrong. It is not about the binary. It's about the areas of gray. It is about the messiness. It is about the joy in the journey, right? I said earlier, it's about the me and motherhood. It's about the joy in the journey that comes when you color between the lines. It comes when you color outside of the lines. It comes when you just kind of let go and realize that it's beautiful when it's in color. Mm. 
Yeah, I love that. One of our favorite Peloton instructors recently put on her socials that she's in her both and season. Mm. And I love it so much. Yeah, just both and all of it. Yes. And just be open. Yes. As we continue to move forward and hopefully between the two of us, Tara, and also with guests that we have in the future, we can create more life lessons and learning opportunities for all of us as we continue and moving forward. But it's always good whenever you're on any journey, like you like to hike. I don't know about that. That's, again, <laughs> something else we don't like. But Differences. Different. We just different. <laughs> That's right. We're just different. That's right. But I've hiked a couple times. And one of the things that I love the most when I'm on a hiking path is to pause when you're kind of near the end and look back mm. and see how far you've come or when you get to a cliff or a precipice or an area where there is just breathtaking beauty all around you to just stop and breathe and look it all in. And that's what we wanted to do a little bit this week. Mm. And so we kind of ask you podcast family as you reflect on your motherhood or your parenting journey what are the lessons that you've learned thus far? What have you taken away and, and where can you continue to go and grow as we go and we grow together as we continue to move forward? So that's kind of what we wanted to do is just share some lessons and some insights and we'll continue to create more. Right, T? That's right. We're going to be surprising you all the time um, as we move into sort of a new version of this format, as we've shared in some previous episodes. We're not going to have a regular schedule, but we are going to from time to time drop some episodes just like this one when we're feeling the vibe and have a conversation to share. So make sure that you're following us on all your podcast platforms because you never know when we're going to drop into those feeds. Yeah. So keep your eyes out. And keep an eye on our Instagram. We'll still be posting there from time to time at Black and White Momcast. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking like for this episode, maybe we'll drop a little tile. I'd love to hear maybe something you've learned from us or from the show over the last or some of our guests over the last few years. So so uh, keep checking in with us because we're still here. We are here and uh, we'll be here for you. And we thank you for being here for us. With that being said, podcast family, Tara and I are going to sign off for this episode. We will be back soon. Please guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual, and we'll catch you real soon. Take good care, podcast family.